So I need to apologize, uh, mm-hmm. Mike, because um, I made a terrible mistakes, um, a terrible mistake a few weeks ago um, when we were talking about games of the potential games of the year. Um, we were saying like probably Spider-Man is going to be game of the year for many people, but there's also Red Dead coming out. And I said in passing, uh, yeah, I cannot think of any other game that could be deserving of the game of the year title. Mm-hmm. And in the following days, we got dozens and dozens of messages about the fact that God of War, <laughs> God of War was also on PlayStation <laughs> released in 2018. And it's probably going to be the game of the year for a bunch of people. Um, the reason why I I didn't mention God of War is that I to- totally forgot about God of War because I still haven't really played God of War because it came out during a time of the year when I was really busy and I played the first couple of hours and then I stopped and then I got an Xbox One X, started playing No Man's Sky and then, to- and then Tomb Raider and then Spider-Man, which is still playing. And I forgot about God of War. And it's now sitting in my backlog of many video games that I need to finish. So uh, my apologies. God of War is probably going to be one of the games of the year. I didn't mention it simply because I forgot. I haven't played it. So that's how I get out of it. I haven't. I don't even own it. It's probably something I should do. Uh, maybe more towards the end of the year. Because I just wasn't playing PlayStation for a while, right? But I think I will add it to like my list. But, you know... With I I want to talk about Spider Man in a second, so but no spoilers. I'm not. There's not going to be any spoilers. Um, and then obviously we've got Red Dead coming up, and there's been a bunch of like we're, we're not really going to cover this today because there's too much to read, for, like to really digest it properly. But it seems like Red Dead Redemption Two has gotten some press love, and people are very very excited mm-hmm. about that. Um. So that's kind of like the next big game on my horizon, I think. Yeah. So I, I would like to, I really, really would like to play uh, God of War before the end of the year, though, honestly. Yeah, that's my plan, too. My plan right now is to try and at least finish the story of Spider Man and then probably go back to Tomb Raider because I really want to play that game and also Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which just came out a couple of weeks ago, and then do Red Dead. Uh, but I think I'm probably just going to finish Spider-Man, and by the time I'm finished, uh, it's time to play Red Dead. So I don't know what will happen to those other games. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, God of War, I will go back eventually, probably during the holidays. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Michael, you finished Spider-Man, right? You, you're you done with the story? I finished the story, yeah. Okay, okay. So... Um, how do we discuss this? Uh, no spoilers. I'm just um, not going to talk about the story okay. other than to say I loved it. Um, I finished it quickly because I was completely hooked with the story and like wanted to keep progressing it. It has a lot of really fun parts to it that I enjoyed a lot. And I think they do the character of Spider-Man justice and kind of the whole story, like his whole, whole arc, um, and gave some things that fans will really enjoy in the game you know like there's a bunch of stuff in there which some of them are very clear some of them are kind of a little bit more like wink wink nudge nudge like we're all we're fans here we understand what that means kind of stuff right so it's like a a very compelling story coupled with some fan service in places so i really liked it i thought it was really good the story was fantastic and had like just a real kind of real good arc to it that's great um I picked up the game again after a 
two-week break to finish mm-hmm. my uh, iOS review uh, last mm-hmm. night. And I'm still at like 24%. So still a long way to go. Um, but I wanted to know from you, uh, because you, you've seen more than I did from this game. Um, what's the progression like? And what what's your overall opinion of, like, does it live up to the, to the old Spider-Man game that you really liked? Uh, I think it was Spider-Man 2. Um, does it does it satisfy the Spider-Man craving that you had uh, coming into this game in previous months? Uh, what's your overall take without without talking about the story? It is the best Spider-Man game since Spider-Man 2. One of the problems is, is like this game gave me what I think a Spider-Man game should be today, right? Like, which is this excellent game. But it wasn't, it isn't perfect, and it doesn't have, because it can't, the feeling that Spider-Man 2 had for me. Because Spider-Man 2 was unexpectedly incredible. Where this Spider-Man game, everybody was expecting it to be incredible. And it delivered. It is a fantastic game. But it, it isn't hmm. perfect. So, like, there's a lot that you can do in this game outside of the story. There's a lot of side missions and things that you can encounter on the street, but they get really repetitive after a while, which is a shame because that's been the way that basically every Spider-Man game side missions has been for years. And there's a part of me that wonders if maybe they should have had less to do and made what was there better than some of the side missions, which are just like these cookie cutter things that are exactly the same like over and over again there's maybe like five or six like interactions encounters that you come into like contact with like breaking up a fight or stopping a car or something right yeah and then there's a bunch of stuff to collect which i really like and they vary how you do that which i also like you've got the backpacks there's some missions where you're like having to find pictures and take pictures of things there's some where you're like trying to get to high places like there's a lot of different stuff um and so I like the I like the kind of collecting side missions because there's variation there, but the action based side missions there kind of isn't. the The waved based, like the wave bases, so there's like these bases that you that the enemies have that you can, can try and take over, and it's just waves and waves of enemies, like four or five waves of enemies. That stuff's fine. You can put a bunch of those in because it's it's a decision that you're making that you want to go and commit like 25 minutes to the fighting aspect of the game, right? It's going to be a big challenge for you. Um, but the kind of side missions you bump into in the street, I don't think there's enough variation there. And that's something yeah. that um, now that I'm very confident Insomniac have just got the reins to this franchise, that's the thing that I hope that they will improve on. I believe that they will because it is, for the reviews and stuff and all the press I've read, it's basically the only criticism anybody has about the game is the the rep- repetition in the side missions. So now it feels like that they've got the core of the game down and they understand how to make it and they've done a lot of the work on creating all of the stuff, like the engines and stuff that they're going to need and adapting it and the models and stuff like that. My hope would be that they can do more for side missions later on. I'm really excited for the DLC. I am still dipping into the game because I do actually just like being in the world and I'm enjoying doing some of the collecting stuff. Like it's just a fun thing to do for me now because I I really love the world that they built. It's you know it, the world itself is very alive and 
it never gets boring to be Spider-Man and zip around. And I really love the way that they integrated um, like the free wall running stuff. This is the best, this is the best game that I've ever played for overall movement, you know, because the other games didn't really have the fluidity that this one has for like how you could be web swinging and then just running across a wall. And I really like how if you, you can get this ability, this upgrade later on. It's just one of the, in the skill tree where, you know, if you do the, I think it's the L2, R2, and it shoots you to a point. Yes. If you press X, as soon as you land, you hit yes. this really powerful jump. Yeah. Like when you start putting all of that into chaining all this stuff together, the movement in this game is just unparalleled. And the, and you remember I mentioned about the sense of speed. I didn't feel like the sense of speed was there, but my hope was that you would get faster you do mm-hmm. so yeah, th- yeah. Th- when you level up you'll you you actually get faster so by the time that i'm finishing the game i'm moving around at the exact kind of speed that i wanted um yeah. i think that the dialogue and voice acting is really really good as well like mm-hmm. I, I was I agree. very i mean and as well just like the anim- like the animations like the, the the character models are unbelievable like mm-hmm. This is one of those games that has that really rare ability, which is enhanced by the fact that, especially when you're doing this as Spider-Man, where it's really difficult sometimes to tell the transition between cutscene and game. And and I and I love it when a game can do that when it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be moving now, but like just all of the the kind of the cutscenes, the conversational cutscenes. This this might be some of the best character modeling I've ever seen in a video game. It really, really is amazing. Like, uh, my wife, she was like, "Oh, wow!" Like I was playing it one time. She was like, "That looks incredible." I was like, "Oh no, mm-hmm. it's so good." Um, I also enjoyed. There's there's quite a lot of variation. There's a lot more stealth missions than I expected, but it's what I wanted. Um, because I like the the kind of the the fighting stuff, but I didn't want it to just be that. And I also like that in a lot of missions you do have a choice that you can make. You can go in all guns blazing and try and like just pile everybody up in a big fight, or you can kind of hide up in the rafters and pick them off one by one. So I can't wait for the DLC for this game. I think that's by the end of the year. There's going to be more uh, mission based like DLC. So I'm really excited about it. I absolutely love it. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying the upgrades and getting like that combination that that you mentioned L two R two and X uh, is one of one of the unlocks that I just uh, that I just got like last night. And it yeah, does. There it, is an insane amount of um, oh, yeah. customization of, that you can do. Yeah. it's like it's a little bit too much for me to keep track of. So I kind of just found like the suit and the gadgets that I like are mostly stuck with those for the whole game you know i just kind of here's an ability that i want it's a suit that i want is gadgets that i want and i just kind of left it alone but you can really get deep in this and do a lot of kind of like switching on the fly and stuff which is one of my one of my i don't want to say problems but one of the trends of the video game industry that i'm not sure how i feel about like as soon as you as you know you're done with the intro basically this entire world this entire map opens up and you're presented with these menus and menus of collectibles and upgrades and customizations like it feels like a little too much for someone who doesn't have like five or six hours a day to play a game like every 
if it can be a little daunting to go into these menus and like be paralyzed with all these options. Whereas I think something like um, Breath of the Wild, for example, or even to an extent Far Cry 5, I think they do a slightly better job at guiding you on the map with the, whether it's with the with the icons that, that you can see like for stuff that, that is happening in the world or just the the, the progressive disclosure of all these uh, items and side missions and, and, and collectibles and stuff that you can find. Whereas Spider-Man, I think, falls more on the side of throwing everything at once at you. And, I mean, it's great and I love it that it's so, you know, you have so many options and the world is, you know, it's super fun to swing around New York. It just, sometimes I feel like oh my god, like, there's so many icons for things that I'm supposed to be doing, and if I don't, like, uh, I feel slightly bad. But then again, I also want to finish the story, so I'm just trying to power through. This was one of my problems with Assassin's Creed, for example. Like, I tried to play Assassin's Creed, um, what's the last one, Origins, last year, Mm -hmm. and the very first mission, like, you you start the game and you can do, like, a hundred different things like ah oh, man i just want to be guided through this game like don't don't tell me that i can do anything because i don't know how to do all these things yet and that's it's also why i'm i'm more optimistic about assassin's creed odyssey which uh sort of borrows more uh, sort of rpg elements and like it's more heavy on character customization but in in like in a more rpg-ish way which I think is going to be better for me than just straight up open world. Um, I don't know, it's just a thought that I have. And it's also one of the things that I hope Rockstar is able to to do differently in Red Dead. It's like having like um, a better way to guide you uh, through all these things that you can do instead of just starting the game and saying, here you go. Because that is a that is a beautiful thing. Like the game opens up immediately and you're free to do whatever you want. But if you think about it, even Zelda, which is regarded as one of the best open world games, if not the best so far, didn't really say to you, you have the entire world at your, at your disposal right now at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It guides you through it. Like, it unlocks things one after the other, and it doesn't feel like a huge, scary, big game. But eventually it becomes that. But eventually you're also better at the game. So you don't really feel the pressure of the open world game. And this kind of balance is something that I hope more game developers can sort of become able to achieve. Uh, and in Spider-Man, I would have liked to see like the open world stuff being done more like Zelda instead of more like Assassin's Creed. But it's not really a complaint. It's just I totally get it why they're doing this because most people love this. Like people who are playing video games for multiple hours each day, they actually love that they're getting all this content all at once because it makes you feel like you're getting your money's worth yeah. for for the game, which I totally understand. There should be like a slider in settings that says how many hours do you play this game a day? What kind of person are you? Like I'm a person who plays at night like a couple of hours. Don't don't show me hundreds of icons as I swing around New York because I don't have time for those. Um, the DLC is coming out in stages, so the first DLC drops on October 23rd, um, which is called The Heist, and then there's something called Turf Wars in November and Silver Lining in December. So it's coming out okay. throughout the rest of the year, which is nice. It's a nice way to kind of like piece it together, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We'll check it out. Because awesome. I, I, I think I got that. I think that was part of my whole pre-order package dealio that I got, maybe, with the special PlayStation. 
Mm. I, I don't know. I just I just bought the game from the store, so I have yeah. the standard one. All right, today's show is brought to you in part by Away. They are a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers who make smart premium suitcases. Away believe that your luggage doesn't cost need to cost more than your plane ticket, but they do also believe in packing it full of amazing features, like a battery. Both of the Away carry-ons feature USB ports of a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. You can go to awaytravel.com slash remaster right now. You can browse their suitcases. Away's cases feature premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance whilst remaining lightweight. They have a patent-pending compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker. Four 360-degree spinner wheels. Com- the carry-ons are compliant with major US airlines, so you can still maximize the amount that you can pack, but get them onto the plane very simply. Uh, they have TSA combination locks built in, and something that I love, which is a removable washable laundry bag so you can separate your clean clothes from your warm ones away have over 10 colors and five sizes to choose from they're the carry-on the bigger carry-on the medium the large or the kids carry-on as well and away cut out the middleman they sell direct to you so you can get first class luggage at coach prices we have a selection of away cases here um we have the uh, a regular carry-on and a bigger carry-on in the polycarbonate and then i also got the carry-on in the they do an aluminium one which i absolutely adore away's style is really cool i love the way these cases look as well as they perform like huge huge thumbs up from me away believe in the quality of their products which is why they offer a lifetime guarantee if anything breaks they will fix or replace it for life and they have a 100 day trial with a no questions asked return policy away also offer free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the u.s but they do ship to many destinations around the world i was actually out in london today Federico and walked past an away store, which was hmm. always it's always fun to me to see a podcast sponsor in the street. In real life. In real life. There's something <laughs> very, there's something very strange about that to me, but in a great way. Travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. Go to awaytravel.com slash remaster and use the code remaster at checkout and you'll get yourself twenty dollars off any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com slash remaster and the code remaster for twenty dollars off. Our thanks to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. So yesterday the Nintendo Switch online service launched mm. to the world um it was it was either yesterday or the day before it kind of it seemed to have a little bit of a somewhat slow rollout but it's here now we've been hearing about this online service since the switch launched um so have you signed up yeah i did i signed up on the on the website on the nintendo website and which was already a confusing experience because i signed up i did it all in the eShop. it was really easy on the actually on the switch here's what i did the day before the night before i updated to version 6 of the system software mm-hmm. and i just i just left the switch there because i i, I wanted to play spider-man yesterday i went with my computer to the nintendo website and i signed up i bought the the annual subs- subscription and then I opened my Switch and I thought, well, maybe there's going to be some kind of new icon waiting for me on the home screen. But nothing was there. I needed to go to uh, to the eShop and manually install a Nintendo Switch Online app, mm-hmm. uh, which contains the NES games that you need to play. So I thought that was already kind of confusing. Like, you should probably auto-download this because it's part of my subscription. But anyway, um, I was also confused by the fact that... Um, in theory, uh, there's cloud save support, but not, the system doesn't tell you. Like again, you sign up from a yes. 
from a computer and supposedly it's there, but you don't know. And I still don't know what it is, but I right, see that you I, added some, some notes research. for me. All right, so <laughs> okay. in the settings app, if you'd call it right, that, let, on the, let on me get the settings, settings screen app here. on the Switch, in, there's a tab called Data Management. And in Data Management, there is a Cloud Save Data tab. Um, so the cloud saves, they should be happening by default in the background. So they have actually implemented this better than any other console maker that I've tried. Like it's happening automatically, which is great. The problem is it doesn't work for every game. Oh, yeah. So there are a list of games that include Splat- right now Splatoon 2, Pokemon Let's Go, Dark Souls, NBA 2K, and FIFA 19. They will not back up the saves. Nintendo has said that apparently this is to stop people from cheating. And I don't know how this is supposed to be helpful to me. Like, I don't care about competition. Like, yeah. it should be an option, right? Whoa. That, like, if there's something competitive, then it doesn't do save backups or something. Like, I don't think a system is very good if you're not sure about it. So, like, if I'm when Pokemon Let's Go comes out and I've nearly finished it and I lose my Switch, mm-hmm. well, I don't get the, I don't get the save back up now, which I don't like. That I think this is really annoying. I'm really happy that they have this system. I'm happy that it comes with the subscription because the subscription is for more than just that. And I'm, so I'm pleased they've got it all, but I find the inconsistency really weird. You know, and I, and I feel like there should be different considerations made to solving this problem rather than just being like, ah, whatever, like it's just not going to work. So I find that I find that to be a bit a bit silly, um, but it is yeah. there and it will and it should happen automatically. When um, I was looking at it, nothing had backed up yet, but I was downloading a bunch of uh, updates. I can tell you that three games are backed up for me. So yep. Nintendo Switch Online yep. and oh, uh, Mario Odyssey. And Super uh, Mario Kart Eight, mm-hmm. everything else, including Zelda and Dead Cells and everything else, is pending backup pending. Yeah, uh, I I expect it's trying to do it without like sucking your bandwidth away, I, uh, which is the right way to do it, especially in the beginning, right? That I guess they're just trying to be a bit like careful about I mean, it, and then eventually, save data is like a text file, so I'm not sure it's. Well, I mean, if you take a look, some of them are like. 20 or 30 megabytes in size which again really it's not, yeah it's Why? not i don't know it's not <laughs> huge but like i assume that they're just trying to not like especially now because if they if you imagine say imagine every every switch owner has 10 megabytes to save data right you don't want those all to go at the same time mm. when this went yeah. as soon as the online service launches so my expectation is like it will take a little bit and then it will start just being more frequent um, so the service costs nineteen ninety nine a year. That's like yeah. the, the the cheapest way you can get it, but you can pay monthly for smaller amounts. But it equates to being more a year, right? Or you can pay thirty thirty four ninety nine for family plans that include up to eight players. Is so obviously the big reason for this is right. So you can play online multiplayer. So games like Splatoon and stuff, you have to have the Nintendo online service now to play them online. But there are some games from third parties that if they have their own system, you don't need to pay. So Fortnite and Jackbox, yeah. they have their own systems, so you don't need to pay for the service, which I think is pretty good. 
as just yeah, like a way of that, making this yeah. work. Yeah, it does. It does make sense, and I can I can only imagine the backlash if Fortnite suddenly required a subscription to play exactly. online. So I don't know what uh, it's like on other consoles, though. Like, do you have to pay on PlayStation to play Fortnite no. online? Well. Hold on, I am a PS Plus subscriber, so I'm not sure exactly. But I played, I think I played Fortnite on Xbox. No, I didn't play Fortnite on Xbox. So I'm not sure. I think it's free, but I'm, I'm don't quote me on that, so I'm not sure. Um, okay, so backups are pending, and uh, I saw this thing about the fact that you can you can share. So I, a game. I just looked in uh, Fortnite's FAQ. You need Xbox Live Gold. Ooh, okay. But on PlayStation, you don't need PlayStation Plus. Okay, so it's free so on PlayStation. It depends, basically. Okay, so maybe Nintendo could have probably they could have done it, it if they wanted. They to. could have done it, but there would have still be backlash because right now it's free. So, so do you want uh, to know my theory on this? Okay. Yes. I think Nintendo were too scared to allow Epic to have to use their system. <laughs> probably because maybe it sucks. <laughs> well, no, just that they would kill it. Like, it would just immediately kill it. Like they, they, they're tr- obviously trying to build this thing at scale. Nintendo's never really done this before. I think routing through all the Fortnite traffic through it, would, de- if anything's going to kill it, that's going to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, that's very possible, actually. Yeah. Um, so I have, a, I have something to say that some people are going to be upset, but I don't really like... This. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, I don't really like... NES games. So the the Switch online service comes with an app which has like yes. tw- 20 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, effectively free, right? Uh, because it comes with the service which you may want for other reasons. Um, oh, by the way, you can use your uh, Nintendo eShop coins. Yeah. I got the a year of service for £4 because I used my coins. Oh wow, you used them all basically. Yeah, I was just like, well, I just use them. I guess, you know, it's all money being saved somewhere, so I used all my my eShop coins and got it for like 4 pounds. It's like, yeah, why not? But anyway, um so they this it comes with this app which has a large selection of uh NES games in it. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of these have online multiplayer, which is obviously completely new for those games, which is kind of exciting. Um, it turns out that the system that runs these games is the same emulator that Nintendo used for the NES and SNES Classic. Mm-hmm. And within hours, somebody mm-hmm. had hacked it of and put their own ROMs in. It's totally possible for you to do this, by the way. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but right now, like, you can have your own uh, NES and SNES games on the Switch by like hacking into the to the emulator. But you 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 seem unhappy though. I am because I really I don't really like uh, NES games. They're too. Well, I look, get the, no- the nostalgia of yes. some people. Uh, I totally understand that. I didn't. I didn't grow up playing NES games. I don't. They don't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Super Nintendo games do. Um, these ones are just too old for me. And like, I mean, ultimately, uh, they're not that exciting anymore, right? No. Um, I think. So, I think SNES games they hold more of an appeal. If only just because you know the, the game quality, the jump from the NES to the SNES was massive. There is something that I find kind of fun though, like because this this system has uh, Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers Three. Just boot those two and see the difference. It it 
always boggles my mind that Nintendo were able to get Super Mario Bros. 3 on the NES. I never, never, ever liked Super Mario Bros. 3. No, but it's not about the quality of the game. I'm I'm purely talking about the design. Like, if you compare Mario Bros. to Mario Bros. 3, like, it's, it's so much closer to the SNES than... It is to the NES, like in it's it, so it's just I just find it interesting that like the same system had these games which were like really ugly to something that actually is quite presentable, right? Like I think even today visually, Super Mario Bros. Three kind of holds up. Like it's simple, but like it looks fine. But like you look at something like Mario Bros. and it's like I appreciate you for what you are, Mario Bros. But like, <laughs> look at you. Yeah, you're an ugly duckling, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, but look, I get you. I went into it today and I played like four games for about 35 seconds each because they just don't hold me the same anymore. Like, especially on the Switch, right? Where I have all these other games. Have you played soccer? It's no, terrible. I didn't. It's I incredibly didn't bad. Uh, actually, like there was a there was a Twitter thread by Tim Rogers. He's, he's uh, he does videos for Kotaku. Really, really fun videos. And he he was going through the list of NES games for Nintendo Switch Online a few days ago. And it was an incredible Twitter thread. Um, but yeah, I don't. My problem is that I don't have any kind of nostalgia for these games. And personally, uh, having played. Uh, some of these games years ago in my teenage years when I was like 15 or 16 on emulators um, uh, and comparing them like The Legend of Zelda when you compare that to A Link to the Past like there's no comparison like the SNES games are just another league completely and you compare you know Final Fantasy to Final Fantasy 6 on the on the SNES like that's a masterpiece and the first ones are just like the first experiments of what would later become masterpieces um so i really really hope that Nintendo eventually releases Super Nintendo games on Nintendo Switch Online and maybe years down the road, like, I don't know, I could see Nintendo 64 or GameCube games. Possibly. Uh, possibly. I mean, it's definitely a possibility, right? Because it seems like a logical thing to do. Um, you know, I, I have said many times that I believe the Virtual Console to be mostly pointless for this exact reason, because ultimately, whilst it's nice to have these games... At scale, nobody really wants to play old games. Like, that you would pay money for each game individually. Like, And I know that I'm speaking in broad terms here because I know there are people that do want to do this. Um, but easy, easy I don't there, really see I... there being a long... I just don't really see there being a long-term appeal in a lot of these games. When, like, So if you're taking a GameCube game... It would be nicer to remaster that game than to sell me the GameCube game. Mm. Is kind of what I'm well, getting at. I think it really depends. Like, do you want to play a remastered version of Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo? Or do you actually want to play Chrono Trigger? Like, I think with this, in these cases, you gotta be careful what you wish for because then you get like terribly done jobs, such as the Final Fantasy VI right. ports for. But iOS. I'm not asking like, for bad ones. <laughs> Well, in, in my world, course. I'm asking for good ones. But that's what happens, though. Like when, yeah. when these companies do ports, they do often a terrible job. Like you see the, the all the cr- criticism that Square Enix got for redoing Chrono Trigger on PC and then having to redo the redo, like having to roll back all of the changes. That it was such a yeah. terrible job. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a ton of people who over the years, especially on Nintendo platforms, they they built up these insane collections of virtual console games by buying and rebuying and rebuying the multiple the same game multiple times. Like I'm pretty sure that I bought Super Metroid at least four times uh, on the virtual console. Um, That's kind of my point, though. Yeah, as well, I know. Right? Like why the virtual console ultimately has to go away and something like this needs to replace it. Because asking me to continually buy Super Mario World on the SNES, like every single time, like I don't want to keep doing that. Like I want to have this system and I just have a back catalog of Nintendo games to play. Yeah, uh, ideally the the virtual console should have, should have been cross platform and not like a bunch of separate virtual consoles like Wii, Wii U, and DS. Oh, or just like, like the idea that we know of the virtual console. I just don't want that to exist. I just want there to be an online subscription service that has all of the Nintendo's old games in it. Yeah, because they can't do anything with them other than do something like that with them. Like, what are you doing? Like, what what are you doing with Super Mario Galaxy? Nintendo, like, what are you doing with that right now? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would love to play Mario Galaxy on the Switch. That would be amazing. Uh, in lighter news for the Nintendo software update, um, did I tell you that a few, actually last month, uh, I bought the Hori D Pad Joy-Con from Japan. So you know, there's a this company Hori. They make video game accessories. Oh right? yes, yeah. And I've, they made I've a Joy-Con. About what the Joy-Con D-pad was, but yes, I remember now. They made a G-con, a Joy-Con with a D-pad, with an actual D-pad, because the Switch has the four buttons. Yeah. And you, I, I bought this to play Dead Cells and a bunch of other 2D games because I prefer to play with with an actual D-pad. But this Joy-Con had the insane problem of if you left it plugged in it would suck up all your battery on the switch because the it, switch... it would suck up the switch's battery yes <laughs> and even if you left the switch in the dock with the joycon plugged in like it wouldn't charge and eventually you would remove the switch from the dock and you would have a dead nintendo switch um with the latest software update in the release notes, uh, Nintendo wrote uh, fixed uh, like compatibility issue with the licensed uh, Joy-Con controller, and it was the Hori D-pad. So now you can you can safely there is a controller it. update for all the controls. As also, well, yes, yeah. yes, I saw that. But also the Hori one was uh, fixed the integration, so now you can leave it plugged into the Switch, and it will not it will not eat all of your battery. So that is that's wild. Great news. That is yeah. such a strange bug. Considering yeah. that this is like an officially licensed, yeah. in theory, heavily tested thing. Yeah. yeah. How was that happening and nobody was noticing? I had no idea. That's wild. No. Well, I mean, it also and the, and the kind Hori of makes apologized. it pointless. They wrote a, oh. like a public letter oh, no. to apologize. Yeah, Poor yeah. Hori. Yeah, because so you know, bad. The, you know the, these companies like in Japan, like culturally speaking, like I think if you make such a mistake, you know, imagine in Japan like somebody who needs to commute and and grabs the Nintendo Switch in the morning because they want to play on the train or something, and suddenly the the console is dead. Like they they wrote this apology, like it was an entire, it was a whole thing that 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 happened a few weeks ago. And um, I'm super glad that it's fixed uh, because it's a really good controller and it's a really good D-pad. So um, thank you, Hori and Nintendo, for working it out. It's uh, I love playing Dead Cells with this controller. So. Still haven't played Dead Cells. 
Again, there's a list on Kotaku. I really like Kotaku lately. I think their videos are, are really excellent. Um, there's a there's a list of uh, the best games on Nintendo Switch that, sh- that you should play with the D-pad instead of the standard Joy-Con, including Mike Stardew Valley, which I know you love. So I love I I really do love Stardew Valley on the on the Switch. Right, I absolutely adore it. It's really good on the PC though. To some of the keyboard control, the keyboard controls and mouse controls are ultimately more comfortable than. Yeah. I mean, they did a great job. Don't get me wrong, but like, there was a lot more button pressing needed on the Switch version than there is on the on the PC version. Plus, the PC version is the only multiplayer right now. Okay, okay, fine. The PC version is better. Fine. Started playing Splatoon again a little bit. Splatoon two. Ooh, really. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Tiff, uh, I do another show called uh, Playing for Fun, and mm-hmm. we we pick a game every month, and uh, we're gonna do Splatoon two next. Interesting. That, that game still very good, and they have been doing a lot, like a lot with that game. There's there's just tons of new stuff being added to it all the time. Nintendo really believe in it, and and I find that to be good and interesting, right? Because Arms. I don't think arms worked, right? Like arms is like the Splatoon experiment, right? Like they created Splatoon as the first new property on the Wii U, like mm-hmm. brand new property. Arms is the same for the Switch, and, and I don't, th- I, I don't think arms is gonna is gonna ultimately take off. But I think Splatoon's got some staying power because Splat- Splatoon is better for its class than Arms is for its. Like Splatoon is a better shooter than Arms is a fighting game. Mm. Did you ever play Arms? For like two minutes probably. Uh, I, I, just, I, I it's, uh, it's it's fine, but it's not that engaging, but Splatoon's yeah. got a lot to it. You know, like oh. it's just the idea is what we spoke about when we first played it. The idea that you can kind of you can be a really useful member of your team by just hanging back. Mm-hmm. So it's a great game. It's a great game. But I've been playing some of that too as well. I got that. Uh, there's that. Uh, this new game that just came out. Uh, what is it called? Oh man. Uh, I don't know. What game? What game are you playing? I can't describe. What... Describe it's, the game. It, it's like this geometricy looking game on the Switch. Uh, won a bunch of awards. Oh man, what is it called? I'm gonna find it. It, it just came out. It's a downloadable game. Is it? Is it Bad North? No, it's the not strategy that game. One. Right, this is the problem. It's the other one. Uh, well, I, ju- I did just download Undertale, which I haven't played yet. The Gardens Between is what I'm thinking of. Oh, I saw the trailer last night. It yeah. was on the Nindies Direct really good. a little while ago, and it just looked pretty enough. And then, like their their screenshot, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it has one of those like, here's the million awards we've won so far. And I was like, no, okay, you've sold me. So that just looks like a nice game. It's like another one that I'm gonna play. Um, talking about directs, there was a direct, and I want to just run through some of the headlines of stuff that's interesting mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before, yeah. let me thank Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They'll let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. Squarespace gives you the ability to grab a unique domain name so you can give your website a great brand. You can take advantage of and customize award-winning templates with tons and tons of functionality and have everything backed up with 24-7 
customer support. That functionality can help you build any type of website that you're looking to make. No matter what type of website you want to have, Squarespace has all of the tools that you're going to need. It's an all-in-one platform with nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They even have store functionality right there. It's super, super simple to do. I, uh, I really, really love Squarespace. It, you know, I've built so many projects with them over the years and I'm always astounded at the functionality that they continue to add into their platform. You can try it out for free. Don't just take my word for it. Go to squarespace.com slash remaster and you can build an entire website. Um, and then when you're ready to launch it to the world, you sign up for a plan. Their plans start at just $12 a month, but you can use the code remaster to get yourself 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash remaster and the code remaster to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, so I want to just... We're not going to mm-hmm. go through everything from the most recent mm-hmm. direct because we don't need to. Um, mm-hmm. But there are a few headlines, kind of just games. Just I just want to get your take on them, yeah, real quick because I know that there's a few that you, this was a good direct for you. Yes, uh, it opened with a teaser for Luigi's Mansion Three. Yes, finally <laughs> they're so, doing it for real. Luigi's Mansion is coming out on the 3DS, right? But this is yeah, the, and it's a remake of two, right? It's a remake of the original GameCube one, I think. Yes. Um, because the second one was already on the 3DS. So they're making a, uh, they're porting the original mansion to the 3DS. Um, but then they're also going to do uh, three on the Switch. And I am super excited for this because I, I'm pretty sure that this was one of my E3 wishes. It was. Yeah. So it's, it's it's happening, and it's super smart of them to do this because it's you know people people love Luigi. It's an internet sensation basically, and I love that they tied the announcement with the fact that also they're re uh, they're, they're doing super new Super Mario Bros. What, what's it called? Super Mario Bros. U. They're like doing the Wii U game. new new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Also with the Luigi expansion. So yes, uh, the new so, what was that one called? Uh, is it Luigi just... Brothers or something? I, I can't remember that. It had a funny name to it. Um, yeah. But I'm excited about that because I have wanted them to make, to bring this game out since the Switch came out. Like I'm a big fan of the side-scrolling Mario games. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's su- New Super Luigi U, was it? Was the name New of it. New Super Luigi so U, yes. It includes Super Mario Brothers U, uh, U and, new, and Super Luigi U in one package and it's called deluxe so i'm really i'm really excited about that so i like these games i love when they added with the wii u i think the kind of drop in drop out multiplayer um and they've added some really cool characters this time so a toadette (laughs) can turn into peachette but then you also have nabbit who takes no damage yeah so it's like playing with younger players Right, like it just makes it a little bit easier. So I'm really excited for this game. Um, it's kind of a bummer that it's, I think it said 2019. Did it say yeah, it's next year? I th- Which I is just like, ah, so. oh, but really, come on. But should have should have been a holiday game. January 11. It should be a yeah. holiday game. It feels like they've just missed it. Right, like mm. <laughs> January 11. I mean, December 11 would have been fine but january yes. 11 but it'll be good for people that are getting a system at the holidays and then they're gonna get a new game mm-hmm. um captain mario and damacy re-roll 
I have always felt like I'm a person who would enjoy Katamari Damacy. Oh, totally. Right? Totally, yes. I've dabbled with some versions of the game, but like this is is what I've been looking forward. I've been hoping that this kind of game will come out, so I'm excited about that. There was a teaser for Town, which is Mm. a new game from Game Freak. Game Freak make Pokemon. Now, I don't have any memory of Game Freak making any other games. Oh, okay, so they have, actually. I don't remember them until I saw the name of one of them. Uh, they've made, in the past, Drill Dozer, Pocket Card Jockey, and Tembo the Badass Elephant. Do you remember I d- that? I don't remember any but of these. But that was a game that was notable because it was on the PlayStation. Really? Yes. When? When? Uh, It was on PlayStation in 2015. Oh, I don't remember. It reviewed pretty well that game, um, but this is an RPG. It was like a, that was like a platformer. But Town is an RPG. It's all set inside of a town, one town, um, and they're huge monsters that you have to fight. It looks cute. I'm looking at the trailer again. Yeah, it looks very. It looks, looks fun. Cute, it yeah. looks cute. I mean, I I like the idea of another game freak RPG. I like the idea of them getting used to the Switch before they blow our minds with the. Next Pokemon. Mm, I know. I know. Animal Crossing in 2019. Which was an amazing reveal. Yep. (laughs) Amazing reveal. They played us at the end Mm -hmm. uh, with with the way that they structured the trailer and then the announcement that Isabel was coming to to Smash, but then uh, also the actual game is happening next year, which is going to be... This is going to be the best Switch game to completely destroy your social life. Like... So here's um, here's my here's my my kind of pitch for this because Stardew Valley is what most Animal Crossing lovers really need in their lives for for now because it does basically everything Stardew does right like it, it gives you all of the stuff that you're used to I mean there's mm-hmm. more farming but there's still the idea because I mean Stardew and and Animal Crossing they they deal with this part differently but there is a repetitive everydayness right that things you have to do every single day. Mm-hmm. And Stardew does that in farming, and Animal Crossing does that in kind of like exploring and digging stuff up, right? But so you know that's that's great. I don't want Nintendo to Stardew Valleyify Animal Crossing. Here's my pitch: I want them to Breath of the Wild Animal Crossing. Ooh, what do you mean? So if you think about how like. Breath of the Wild is exactly kind of what you would want a Zelda game to ultimately end up being, like this kind of big alive world. I want Animal Crossing to have a more alive feeling to it. So to like, go beyond the single town. Well, but no, but it's big, it can just be a bigger town. It can still be one town, but like Zelda has this feeling that when you're in Hyrule, that stuff is just happening in Hyrule, right? Like you mentioned it earlier on. And Animal Crossing, because the games have been older, has always kind of had that feeling to me of, like, sameness. Mm. Right? Like, you get to a certain point, and it's like, I feel like I understand this. Like, what I want Nintendo to do is to significantly expand the capability of the Animal Crossing series. Like, for it to become a game with more depth and 
reasons for me to check in every day other than just it, me being addicted to it. So uh, that's kind of what I hope is like that we will look at this game and be like, oh boy, like they took everything we thought we knew about Animal Crossing and made it so much more, which is kind of what Breath of the Wild was, right? Like it's everything that you know and love about Zelda, but so much more of it. And that's what I'd like to see from Animal Crossing. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> like, uh, I really like that pitch, Mike. Uh, the idea of uh, of expanding and making it feel like an actual and world this that is, is why alive. And, like, I hope that <laughs> this is my hope is that this is why it's taken them so long, because this will probably be holiday 2019, if not pushed into 2020. Right? Mm-hmm. Like this feel because 2019 also has Metroid. And we saw Metroid first, right? So you would expect... Met- they did say 2019 for Metroid, right? I or at think least so. We can naturally expect it because we got the same level of teaser mm-hmm. Just for a Metroid beforehand, right? Which is the same that we got for Animal Crossing. It was an animation which has nothing to do with the way the game's going to look and a logo and a, and a, and a year. So yeah. my expectation is Metroid comes first, before Animal Crossing, because I think so. This feels Animal Crossing feels like the perfect holiday game. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. I really hope that Nintendo has taken the time because Animal Crossing has been pretty much the perfect fit for most people since the Switch was introduced. Because take anywhere, right? Which is perfect for Animal Crossing. So it seemed like always a very logical game. So I would hope that Nintendo have basically just taken their time with it to make it the best it can possibly be. That's my hope. Yeah, this is going to be... I really hope that your idea is correct. That like, this is a much, much bigger version of the Animal Crossing we're used to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is not going to be a game that we have in six months. This is a game we're going we're gonna to have in a year, at least. Yeah. Uh, if not even more. Um before we move on to the next uh, and final topic, um, I'm super excited about the fact that Square Enix is working with Nintendo to bring a bunch of old Final Fantasy games All to of them, it Nintendo seems Switch. Like. <laughs> well, Final Fantasy VIII, people people don't care. So Final Fantasy VIII is a bad game. Uh, I don't think it's a terrible game. I actually kind of lo- kind of like the setting, but it's a uh, it's pretty much ridiculed by the entire Final Fantasy community. So they're bringing seven, nine, ten, and twelve to the Switch, and they're bringing also 10 too, I think. Um, they're not... Is the one others. of these Crystal Chronicles, or is that something else? Oh, uh, this Crystal Chronicles is separate. These are the main games. And they're so doing I, the mini version of 10, which I don't fully understand. Uh, 10 too would be the sequel to 10. Like, oh, I mean 15, sorry. The, like, the mobile oh, version, which I don't oh, yeah. get. I don't understand it's, how that game works or exists. That's a that's a mobile that's a mobile version of 15, which is a console game and PC game, but it's a mobile version with the cartoon characters, but the same story and somewhat lighter mechanics, um, so which I think I'm actually gonna play. It's confusing, but I think I'm gonna play that one. Um, so yeah, they're doing seven and nine, two PlayStation One games, ten and ten, ten two and twelve, which are PS2 games, and I'm super excited about the fact that I can finally play Final Fantasy twelve on the Switch. I own Final Fantasy XII on the PS4, the remastered mm-hmm. version. Uh, it's it's also in my backlog of games. I'm going to buy it again and play it on the Switch because this kind of JRPG on the Switch is just perfect. And uh, this is one of the titles that I've always wanted to play since I was in 
high school. So this game has been in my backlog for something like 14, 15 years. Um, it's set in the world of Ivalis, which is the same world of Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, same kind of aesthetic, not the same story, but the same world, the same sort of shared uh, universe. And yeah, uh, coming on the Nintendo Switch, we don't know when. There's a lot of Final Fantasy happening on Nintendo on Nintendo Switch between this and, as you mentioned, the mobile, the pocket version of 15 and Crystal Chronicles coming next year. So uh, if you're a Final Fantasy person, there's a lot of stuff going on on the Switch in the near future. Sony have jumped on the mini console game. Of course. Uh, course. PlayStation Classic. Uh, I kind of, I saw this and I gave them a bit of snark for this and I still stand by my snark. Like, of course you did, right? Like, we get it. Like, again, like I know Nintendo, a lot of people like pointed out to me, Nintendo's not like the first company to do this, but Nintendo popularized the mini consoles. Like people going wild for the mini consoles and Sony have seen that and they're like, we can do that too. So they're introducing the PlayStation Classic, 20 games preloaded, costs $100. $100 feels like too much. Like Nintendo have got up to 70 on this. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's ninety nine ninety nine. That feels like too much money to me, but it might be because I also don't have... I'm not dying for this one, especially because of the games that they've announced. There's 20 games, but they've only announced five, which I don't understand, because you can pre-order. Like, it's pre-orderable, but you Mm -hmm. don't know the game list, and I don't know why Sony wouldn't announce the full game list. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't really make sense. And I kind of I kind of wonder if maybe they're they sort of wanna listen to people and see what kind of games they wanna see on the on the thing. So here's my theory. They want games they don't own. Mm. Because this is a big difference. Like this is why I'm surprised that Sony have even done this. Nintendo's games that people love, Nintendo own them. Yes. Sony doesn't own the PlayStation's most beloved games in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I my expectation is they want to they're trying to like woo some companies with a check, but the check needs to be big enough. So mm-hmm. maybe they want to make sure they can sell a bunch of them first. That's my theory because I can't work out why you wouldn't share the full list. Yeah. So the games that we know are Final Fantasy 7, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3 and Wild Arms. Now, there are two games in this list that I've never heard of in my entire life. Oh, let me guess. Jumping Flash and Wild Arms? Never heard of those games. I have no <laughs> idea what they are. Wild Arms is a really good RPG. Uh, okay. Jumping Flash, I have no idea. No idea. Uh, game Informer published an interesting list of games that they would like to see. And I kind of picked some of those out and added in with games that I wanted to see if they were going to do this. And also games that I think should be there more than anything else. So this is kind of a list that I put together. Crash. Yes. Like, Crash is like Mario. Like, I... I can't believe they didn't. They haven't put Crash on this yet. Like, even in the original list. Spyro. Mm -hmm. Yes. Similar. Croc and the Legend of the Gobos, which was like... (laughs) Croc. One of my first PlayStation games. So, like, I don't know if anyone ever remembers this game except me. Wipeout and Gran Turismo. Like, oh, yeah. They have to have Wipeout and Gran Turismo on this because they are PlayStation, right? Like, everybody played and loved those games. 
uh, Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Parappa the Rapper. Yes. Resident Evil. Yes. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Mm. Okay. What about Silent Hill and yes. Final Fantasy Tactics? I mean, be... they already have a Final Fantasy game. They have seven, which is considered to be mm. the best, right? So, like, yeah, well, they, they're probably not going to really put good. Tactics on it. They've got one on there already. Mm. But, mm. like, I'm not trying to ha- but hate on them, but I I have a fear that, like, those other 15 games are maybe not going to be what people want. I sure hope not, because it, this would be really, like, a like a wasted opportunity and what I I'm gonna get one of these I think because I really I, I love the idea of having a collection of these mini consoles but I gotta say that the nostalgia for the original PlayStation for me is not as strong as the Super Nintendo or old Nintendo games somehow the PlayStation feels closer to my adult age than uh, old Nintendo games like I I I was like eight or nine when I was like I I I remember the getting the PlayStation more vividly than I remember playing Nintendo games on my TV, and so I don't feel like uh, like I'm I'm going to be taken away by all these memories, but still it's gonna be pretty cool to have like this mini if only for collection purposes. That's why I'm gonna get it. Uh, also, I don't think 3D. 3D games aged as beautifully as some of the Super Nintendo games because this is when you start to see these companies starting to make what they believed they were going to be photorealistic games but in practice they just aged really right, well, badly. Well, to tie this back around to earlier those original PlayStation games look like the original NES games. Yes. But by the end of the NES's life the games look way better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So like but yeah there are some of those like the original like Crash it, Bandicoot. I mean, it's, it's really rough. Like, yeah, <laughs> they, you know, the the, the, uh, the I'm really pleased that the remaster exists, right? But like, it, it it's tough. It's like N sixty. It's like Mario sixty four, right? Mm-hmm. There are parts of Mario sixty four which are like, whoa, <laughs> Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, I love what this I've, game. It's an amazing game. But here? like, this is just. The, the the water here is just the color blue, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, this is just a block of water is yeah. what you've done. So you know, and like Mario sure got some jagged edges on him, right? Like he's got some very pointy features here. It's got a triangle as a nose. Also. You know, like in the same way that we are going to look at some other game. You know, it's just the way of every new system, every new architecture. The first games can are never going to be as good as the games that come out later because you learn. But uh, but yeah, some of those some of those original PlayStation games. So it's like uh, even of that list, right? I saw like Game Informer. They were like Gran Turismo two, and like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two, not the originals, mm-hmm. not the <laughs> like, first one. Let's let's get the awkward ones out of the way. Like even Resident Evil. Again, they were like Resident Evil two, not Resident Evil. So yeah, I'm keen to say, and I, I genuinely really hope that they pick off a few of that list that we've mentioned and my hope is that like they really want to but they don't own all of those games so they need to convince publishers and maybe a way to do that is to show them that they've you know they've got hundreds of thousands of these things pre-ordered already which would be cool because i think the playstation fans big fans of the playstation like we are big fans of nintendo they deserve this if they want it right and i hope that 
I hope that the added price gets better quality games. 